Welcome to Grace for Today on CJTK Radio. And now, here's your host for this program, Anna Vincent. Good morning. Welcome to Grace for Today. I am your host, Anna Vincent, and today managing the sound system is Susie Rittenhouse. Thank you, Susie. (laughs) Uh, We have a very special guest for today for you, and he's Dr. John Woodward. Good morning, John. Good morning, Anna. Good to be with you. Thank you. Uh, John is Executive Director for the School of Christian Counseling with Grace Fellowship International. He's married to Linda, and they have five children. That's right. (laughs) Yes. Um, You can write to John at john at gracenotebook.com, john at gracenotebook.com. Information about the School of Christian Counseling, as well as Dr. John Woodward's email, are posted in my website at www.graceforttoday.ca, and I will repeat some of that information at the end of our program today. So John is going to share with us about the role of truth in Christ-centered counseling. John? Well, that's a great topic for us to discuss, Anna, and just wanted to say uh, as we begin, uh, thank you for this invitation. It was good to, to meet you last November when you came all the way to Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, to get some training with us. Yes. Uh, how did you find that experience? Oh, amazing, beautiful. It just uh, um, the, the pieces of the puzzle that were missing just came together, and, and I can see the big picture when, uh, when I can understand how God made me uh, and why situations happen in our lives. And the biggest discovery for me was, uh, the flesh, how we live from the flesh as Christians, and how we can train our minds to not live from the flesh, but live from the spirit of the living God who has been placed inside us. That was an awesome discovery. And I was so excited about it that I have been inviting several of you to share with us so that people uh, who listen to this program could also be blessed with with the information and with the discovery. Well, we were blessed uh, with your participation here during during that training week, Anna. And uh, just also a reminder that um, my wife and I and, and our family are uh, citizens of Canada as well as the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived in Montreal for seven years, uh, pastoring uh, at People's Church of Montreal as an associate there, and then 12 years uh, in Stony Creek, Ontario. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's uh, good to uh, be back in uh, Ontario virtually, if not, <laughs> if not in terms of location. Mm-hmm. But um, this, uh, this topic has been very meaningful to me during my time in Montreal and in the pastorate in Ontario because what I found is that often pastoral counseling was focused more on care than a cure. Mm-hmm. And certainly all of us need care when we're going through hard times, don't we? Yes. But uh, a cure, in other words... Uh, substantial answers to problems that that make life difficult for us, um, that kind of cure really is the object of biblical counseling, Christ-centered counseling. Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, 
we have the enemy and that that enemy that we want to be cured from um could you explain to us so because i was talking to susie uh, before the beginning of the of the program that many times or most of us become christians and sometimes we doubt our salvation because we continue to have certain feelings and emotions and way of behaving. Um, like for me, I used to wonder, am I really a Christian? Because I still feel anger. I feel jealousy. I, have, I do and say and think things that a Christian shouldn't. And I wondered uh, if I really was saved or what was happening to me. So could you talk to us about that identity problem that we have? Well, that, uh, the issue of identity is certainly an important one. And when we have that internal struggle where, uh, as true believers in the true Jesus, um, our spirit is made alive to God, the Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation, and old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. But it's important to see that that is uh, in our spirit, the part of us that relates to God, the aspect of us that the animals don't have. And as you know, my book on uh, uh, man, a spirit, soul, and body deals with that in more in more depth. Mm-hmm. But in our soul, the seat of our our mind, will, and emotions, um, we can still be troubled by um, emotional damage from the past, confusing thoughts from the many voices of our culture, and we may have uh, wrong make wrong choices based on. You mentioned the flesh earlier, you know, the old programming, the old tendencies in our body and soul that that uh, unfortunately are still with us until until uh, we see the Lord face to face. But uh, we need to base the assurance of our salvation, number one, on the truth, the topic of our talk today, the truth of God's Word. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 puts it this way, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know, K-N-O-W, know that you have eternal life. Now, there are many who have that that um, assurance from the promises of the Bible that they are saved by grace. But as you pointed out, Anna, if there are these um, doubts or feelings of insecurity uh, or even this ethical struggle we sometimes have, uh, that sometimes can cause us to doubt our salvation. But instead of doubting our salvation, we need to learn um, the answers from God's Word mm-hmm. that um, Jesus promised that he came to give us life, but also life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. As you just read from First John 5.13, that we have eternal life. And that eternal life is coming to realize that life in us and the power of it um, is what is going to bring us the cure from the self-life, the self-centered, egotistic life. Right. And you're pointing out that um, that cure... Uh, of exchanging the self-life for the Christ life, we sometimes describe it, uh, reminds us that we need in in Christian counseling um, truth. And part of that need for truth is truth in the diagnosis. I was talking to someone this morning who mentioned that having an accurate uh, understanding of the problem is 80% of the solution. Um, Maybe I should back up and mention that when we talk about Christian counseling, we are not talking about uh, psychiatry or, or professional psychotherapy, um, but it's more of a people-helping process. It's really a ministry 
and uh, we do address uh, many of the same issues, uh, mental problems, uh, depression or anxiety or, or addictions or different things. But we, we approach it from a Christian worldview, in other words, a belief in God and, and biblical absolutes. And, and we trust that the Spirit of God is going to uh, give us the light and the love to help that struggling person to find the answers that they need. And we believe that's especially found through uh, a personal relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So truth and diagnosis, I think, would be important. And if we could talk about that for a minute... Um, there are some who are um, struggling with their problems and stuck in their problems because they don't have truth in the diagnosis. For example, uh, let's say a woman has uh, going through the change of life is having problem in their hormones, and uh, there may be some physical triggers to uh, some emotional problems they're experiencing. Now, if someone is trying to fix that through simply a psychological model, they're going to be frustrated if there is a medical basis for it. And a friend of mine, his wife, had that exact experience. She felt guilty and defeated because of uh, uh, some emotional uh, roller coaster she was going through. And later when it was diagnosed and corrected in terms of her hormones, then what she knew about the truth of uh, her identity and so forth, she claimed that and she got rid of that false guilt that was really due to a physical problem. Mm -hmm. We can also give an example of the opposite scenario, which is probably more common, and that is that people assume if they have depression or anxiety or a chronic problem that it is a a chemical imbalance in the brain. I'm not saying that that never is the case, but in our clinical experience over the years, we find that when people find a supernatural solution to their mental and emotional and relational problems, then um, they can find uh, renewal and peace and joy and love and freedom, and uh, often they, they and their doctors decide that that medication isn't needed any longer because they found that the problem was primarily a, a spiritual-oriented problem, not, not primarily a physical one. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, commend to our listeners that we need wisdom for an accurate diagnosis to discern what is the root problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that is very powerful that you teach is that the Holy Spirit is the therapist. Let's talk about that, because the Bible describes God's Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. That's in uh, John 14:17. The Lord says that the Lord Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would come to uh, provide this ministry where He would guide us into all truth. And we define truth as what corresponds to reality, uh, the reality of God, the reality of how He's revealed Himself in, in nature and in the Scriptures, and especially in, in the Lord Jesus. And so, um, as you said, Anna, if the Spirit of God is the ultimate therapist, then really our role as a people helper, as a counselor, is to cooperate with him to have an accurate diagnosis of what a person's root problem is, and then to cooperate with God to help them understand who or what the ultimate answer is so that they can find um, the peace and and the uh, fulfillment that they're looking for. Mm Mm-hmm. There is one Bible verse that used to be such a huge puzzle to me, and it was um, when the Lord says, "Take up your, uh, yeah, take up your cross and follow me, and die to yourself." And I, I thought, 
but I don't want to die today. <laughs> I don't. Uh, why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to go through all this pain when I am being told that Christ brings me freedom? And uh, and many times we hold on to the things that are hurting us because we don't know that um, God wants to release it, release us um, from them. And um, uh, one picture that was very um, very clear in my mind was when my daughter Sarah was little and she got into a toolbox and took a hold of a blade and uh, when I realized what she was doing I asked her to give me the blade and I asked her in a toy in a playful way, way so that she would give it to me but she held on to it and she closed her hand and she screamed and she screamed no 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 and she wouldn't give it to me and at that point I had to pry her hand open and let the, bla- the blade <laughs> drop and she didn't want to be hugged by me she didn't want to look at me or anything and I see myself in that picture where Sarah was holding on to things that were hurting me and God was trying to release me from them and I thought God was mad at me. <laughs> so how do you explain to us, how do you uh, transfer that into the fact that God does want to give, want to give us freedom in, in situations that sometimes we hold on to and they aren't very beneficial to us? That's right, Anna. Often we are our own worst enemy mm-hmm. in the sense that we're trying to meet legitimate needs in illegitimate ways. In other words, we all have ultimate needs, don't we, for love Mm -hmm. and acceptance and security and belonging. And yet uh, what we tend to do is try to get those ultimate needs met through human relationships. And uh, for various reasons, we are disappointed, whether it's uh, the pain of rejection in our family growing up from our mother or our father or uh, abuse that we may have experienced, physical or sexual or verbal abuse. So in various ways, there can be um, soul damage, feelings of inferiority or insecurity or inadequacy and guilt. And, and then the pressures of life come along, financial pressures, health problems, relationship problems, and, and self, our independent way of trying to live, uh, doesn't handle that frustration too well, does it? Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. frustration, which your, your daughter, when she was little in that story, demonstrated turns into hostility and we either can uh, vent that hostility and and anger and temper tantrum or what often is the case is we stuff that hostility and it causes secondary emotional and mental problems and and again uh, uh, human therapy can sort out some of those issues as to why we feel and act and think the way we do but we believe that that truth in terms of the message of Christian counseling is that Jesus did come to give us life and to have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that the cross is a key aspect of that truth. And if we think about it, um, the, the word truth begins with T, and uh, small letter T looks like a cross. And, and uh, Jesse Penn Lewis, a writer from Wales at the turn of uh, the century, about a century ago, mentioned that all truth radiates from the cross. And by that we mean that we have the truth of the gospel is that Jesus died in our place on the cross so that all who confess their need for a Savior and turn to him and trust him alone 
can be pardoned and have new spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that new spiritual life, you mentioned the verse, Anna, where it says we are to deny ourselves and take up the cross daily. Well, that's not literally carrying around a cross, but what it does symbolize is that just as Jesus surrendered himself and embraced the pain of uh, going to pay for our sins, in the same way as those who have experienced his forgiveness, we need to have a a not I, but God attitude. Mm -hmm. So when we face the problems and decisions and priorities of life, the abundant life involves surrendering to God, saying, Lord, I want your will, and then secondly, trusting the Spirit of God in us to live that divine life through us. So in other words, instead of living out of our natural resources, or we call the flesh, the old programming, which ends up causing more trouble, the truth of the counseling message is that if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. Mm -hmm. And that truth ultimately is Christ being our source of living, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So the the incredible importance of knowing what truth is and who truth is, uh, then will will move us into the place of having peace when we need uh, love, acceptance, uh, value, so that we don't look for those things in other people, but we look for them from God. Because for as long as we look for them from other people, then we will be disappointed. But it doesn't mean that we don't get them from people. God could give us love, acceptance, and, and worth through people, um, but, but it always comes from God. <laughs> the way I like to say it, Anna, is that our ultimate needs should be met through our personal relationship with God, mm-hmm. the ultimate source of, our, of life, through that personal relationship with Jesus. But relational needs are also very important uh, in marriage and in friendships. We do have these relational needs. But what I've discovered in my life in ministry more and more is that if we try to to uh, find through personal relationships fulfillment for our ultimate needs, we're going to be disappointed and we're going to tend to bail out on those relationships or be disillusioned. But on the other hand, the Bible has a number of uh, paradox statements and one of them is if you lose your life for Christ's sake, you'll end up finding it. And if we discover that Christ can meet our ultimate needs, then actually through that source of fulfillment, we are prepared to have more healthy relationships in marriage and um, in the community, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit more about losing our lives for Christ's sake so that we can find it? What what does it mean that we lose our lives so we can find it? Well, let me begin by mentioning a conversation I had yesterday with a a lady who came in for counseling, and for many years uh, she tried to handle the pain of her uh, upbringing through through drugs, various prescription pills, and and, uh, she uh, had a lot of pain in her life, and and the drug addiction was really a chronic problem, uh, popping pills to try to escape her pain. And she had to come to the place realizing that she did not have the strength and the ability for freedom in and of herself. Of course, the first major breakthrough was when she came to know Jesus Christ personally. <clears throat> she had kind of a, a general religious belief, but when she came to discover that um, 
she could be spiritually reborn through this personal commitment to Jesus, then she had a new source of power and freedom. But then she also needed to, even as a Christian, discover that the flesh was still operating, those old patterns were still there. But as she came to the end of her own resources, she realized that she needed a supernatural answer for freedom from the drugs. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to say that she found that. And uh, your question about what does it mean to lose your life, it means that we become broken of our self-sufficiency. And uh, AA is built on biblical principles, and it begins by talking about how people realize that um, they are in this predicament and that they cannot, uh, in their own strength, uh, solve their problems. And the message of the cross is that we need to give up on our self-sufficiency and then discover the truth of the good news that if we're truly uh, believers in, in God, that Jesus comes to live in us by his spirit. And Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. So in other words, uh, denial of self means to recognize that we do not have the ability uh, to resolve our problems and to have an abundant life. Secondly, to uh, let go of control, like your little daughter had to have her, mm-hmm. her little fingers pried open. We need to let the Lord open our life to his good intentions for us and say, Lord, I want your purpose, your will to be done in my life. And then that needs to pivot on a realization that we are spiritually united with Christ. And mm-hmm. as we trust him, he will give us that power and freedom to uh, say no to what we need to say no to, to be freed from things that are holding us back and to discover that through our spiritual fulfillment in God, we can have that solid foundation then to build other character qualities and and other life skills that are important. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to be able to trust that life, the eternal life of Christ in us, uh, we need to know the truth and have faith in the truth. Without without knowing the truth and having faith in it, it's just impossible. So being born again of the Spirit of God is is vital for us to be able to live from the power of God. Um, We we have a Bible verse here, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11 says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's such a relevant verse that he needs to be the cornerstone of our lives. It reminds me of a, a building metaphor that sometimes uh, construction workers use a plumb line. It's a, a cord or a string with a weight on the bottom like a plumb bob. And, and as they hold that line and the weight at the bottom uh, hangs down, it forms a vertical, exact vertical line because of the, the gravity pulling that line down. And uh, the truth is kind of like a plumb line. It's an absolute um, reflection of, of, of reality, of what God has revealed, what the problem is, and who the answer is. The answer, of course, is Jesus. And so uh, the Old Testament uses that metaphor that um, God is the source of absolute truth. And we believe that in Christian counseling, he has provided for us in the New Testament a new covenant which gives total pardon, but also the promise that he'll give us the grace to experience this new quality of life, which doesn't come from our own strength, but it comes from cooperating with the Spirit of God in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cooperating, that's beautiful. Well, we have about um, 
about five more minutes left in this very interesting conversation. What can you share within the next five minutes, John? For Let me mention, Anna, that um, some of us hear uh, the talk of, of a cultural phenomenon called postmodernism. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we back up, we see that uh, the kind of the modern philosophy was the secular viewpoint that um, we had to try to explain life apart from the miraculous, apart from the spiritual dimension. But that left a real vacuum in people's hearts. And many turned to the New Age movement or other, other means of spirituality, even trying to invent their own religion. Mm -hmm. uh, Postmodernism, which is more the recent phenomenon, has kind of given up on that quest to, to uh, say we can have absolute certainty of things, um, even through the scientific method. But that has left people disillusioned, thinking that truth is elusive and it's all relative. But I'm so thankful that um, the scriptures and our personal experience testify that uh, the truth does set us free. Mm -hmm. And it's not just an elusive quest to try to find a philosophy that works. But uh, Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Mm -hmm. And that's not being narrow-minded. Uh, truth is always narrow. Two plus two is always four, and uh, in math and science we know that, but it's also true in the spiritual realm. So I'd just like to encourage our listeners that in this age of uncertainty, um, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in this mm -hmm. age of, of uh, skepticism, uh, the New Testament says in Second Timothy chapter 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there is truth available, truth that's dependable, and truth that sets us free. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. And yes, when, when people put uh, place doubts in our minds about the miraculous and, and about the fact that Jesus is the answer for everything and is not an illusion or a delusion, is the absolute truth. Um, he is the answer and we need to keep reminding each other and remembering who our God is and, and what the power we, uh, is that we have to live life from for every detail of our lives. So, uh, whether it's our children or work or any detail that appears big or small to us, um, it all it all needs to be handled by Christ because He is our life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So whatever whatever is the challenge for anyone, the the answer is always Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And um, Dr. John Woodward has been our guest today. And thank you so much, John, for sharing with us. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully you can join us again on Thursday, and we will be bringing more good news <laughs> about the life of Christ with uh, Dr. John Woodward. If I you look want forward to that. Thank you. Uh, if you want to write to him, um, his email address is john at gracenotebook.com. Um, also, remember that the information about the School of Christian Counseling, um, as well as Dr. John Woodward um, and his email, are posted in my website at www.gracefortoday.ca. So I will repeat it. 
www.gracefortoday.ca and we will continue to talk about the role of truth in Christ-centered counseling and uh, the promises that we have from the from the hand of God that we don't just need to be cared for forever without finding a cure but we have the cure we have the the promise and the miracle in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ because when he died at the cross he not only forgave us our sins but he did a whole bunch of things that we're going to be sharing with you about that applies to our lives for every day. So um, thank you very much, Sissy, also for <laughs> for helping with uh, with the program. So transformation can come into the lives of each one of us by setting our eyes in the truth, and the truth is the Lord Jesus Christ and the message that He came to give us at the cross when He died for us because He loves us and because He wants to make us free. So until next Thursday morning, God bless you and keep living from the power of God.